Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in Atlanta, Georgia, it's time for High Velocity Radio. Welcome to Coach the Coach, the series on Business Radio X Network, helping business coaches have more impact in less time. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Partner Program. To lock up your market and own your backyard, mybrxstudio.com. Lee, I love doing this show. I like hanging out with you and working with you, but I really enjoy visiting with these coaches who are out there doing such marvelous work. This is going to be no exception. Please join me in welcoming to the broadcast influencer positioning advisor and global speaker, Divya Parekh. How are you, Divya? Oh, I'm doing well. How are you, Lee? Thank you for having me on your show. Oh, I'm very excited about this. When I saw your name pop up, I knew that it was going to be a good show. Um, Can you tell us about your firm's called Dreams Accelerator? Is that right? That's right. So tell us how you're serving folks. So how we are serving folks is we, as the name says, the key is we meet people where they're at. Because the key is that so many of us have dreams. So many of us have passion and purpose that we want to go after and make those dreams come true. And yet what happens is that when we take that leap with preparing, we tend to fall flat. So what we do is we meet people where they are at. And when we meet, we understand them. We figure out exactly what is their mission, what is their vision, and what is the true north. And after finding out the true north, what we do is we co-create a plan which has got no falling area. Of course, there are going to be failures. There are going to be obstacles. It happens to every one of us. And yet we create that trampoline. We are creating that safety net. So what happens is because we have been down the road before, So I and my team create that safety safety net for entrepreneurs. So as we are getting in the process of realizing their dreams and where they want to be, and as we are closing the gap between from where they're at and where not only they want to be, but where they can be, because each and every one of us has that potential. But what we do is we let a lot of things just stand in the way and we clear those cobwebs out, put that systems in place, put that passion and purpose to work and make them successful and have the dreams come true. Now, do you find that a lot of people, they kind of lose track of their uh, true north, that they just get into this um, hamster wheel and they're busier and busier and they, it seems like they're making progress or maybe they're making money or, or things are happening, but they they're kind of going farther and farther from their true north? Mm-hmm. You said it because so many times what happens is usually when entrepreneurs are starting out, they're in the business of making an impact. They want to inspire people. They want to influence people. And yet what happens is year or maybe two years or even for a lot of entrepreneurs who are making seven figures and multiple seven figures, what happens is that joy is gone. They find that they're so busy and they are in this hamster wheel. You said it so well, Lee. 
that they are like scaling their business. They are getting into, oh, I got to do this for the client lead generation. I got to put this into place. I got to put marketing in place, sales in place. And everything becomes so systemic that they forget the very reason that they had gotten to. And I'm not saying this happens to everyone, but it happens to quite a few of those. And it's hard to be a leader, right? When you've kind of lost your joy or you lost your way. You said it. It is absolutely the truth because here's the thing. There have been studies. So I come from a corporate background and a biochemistry, neuroscience background. So I'm always curious about the data. I'm always curious about how the emotional chemistry works. I'm always curious about what's the new findings on the horizon. So I'm always upgrading myself. I'm always learning new things. And there are studies that have shown that happiness does not come after success. Actually, it's reverse. That if you're happy, you are able to get your success much easier. You are able to achieve your goals more easily and with ease and grace rather than fighting it and crawling your way up and scratching and, you know, just losing that joy. And when you talk about leadership, think about it. There's another study that shows that happiness is contagious. So, for example, they talk about even up to the second secondary degree. So your first round of people who are in direct contact with you, if you are happy, just we don't even need studies for that, Lee. Think about it. Right. You know, you out of the house or even let's say in your own family. Everybody has a different family structure. It could just be yourself. It could be a roommate. It could be a spouse. It could be your children. You get out of the bed and you look at whoever is in your family. You give them a hug. You give them a smile and say a bright, cheery good morning. Think about it, how they're going to feel. Yeah, that's win-win for everybody, right? Because you'll feel better and they'll feel better. Exactly. So same way for the leader, right? Like now if I'm calling my client, I'm excited for my client. Then even if they're down, they are excited because I'm excited for them. And it's the same for your team members, right? Like, okay, you know, we are in this together. Yes, there may be obstacles, but you know what? Together, we can overcome it. Together, we can do that. So bringing that joy and that confidence and bringing that muscle of perseverance back into the game, that's what makes the team members going. It's just not like telling them that, hey, you know what? This is the task. Go and do it. We are not robots. And humans excel when their passion is on the rise. I mean, think about it. Like, look at, you know, we go back to any stadium. Why do so many teams win in their hometowns? Because the fans are cheering them on. And when you attend a live game, just the energy in the stadium, any stadium, whether it's a baseball stadium or a football stadium, the energy is full peak on high and people pay hundreds of dollars, right? They go at such high prices just to be there because they're there, because they want to experience it. They want to feel that energy. They want to be part of it. 
the same thing goes for leadership. If you're not able to lead with joy, if you're not able to lead with love, where your team members feel that they belong to something bigger than themselves, that they're part of something larger, then you lose people. Now, uh, you talked about your backstory a little bit, that it was kind of science-based and a little academic. Can you talk a little bit more about that? And and then how'd you go from there into the world of coaching? Sure. So since I was a child, I was very, very curious about problems, like, you know, how did things work? And I love science because you could hypothesize and then you could go experiment. And the best part of it is that, you know, it's an open perspective. Even after you are done with something, you don't say that's definitive because there could come another study and show that it could be wrong. So being in science allowed me to have this very open perspective that I am not going to be right all the time, or I'm not going to be the perfect person at any time because there's always learning, there's always growth, there's new horizons. So from there, I went into academia, was teaching as an university associate professor. From there, I, my life meandered through the landscape of research labs, through biopharmaceuticals, working for Fortune 50 company, running multi-million dollar projects, and through different areas and came 2008 with the economic downturn and a lot of people were laid off. And that just struck me because since I've been young, what I've seen, especially in my dad, he would always help people. And that kind of became part of my life's fabric that helping people was normal because that's what you do. And when that day rolled in and then people just kind of became numbers and they were walked out and that just hit me very hard and something happened. I revalidated my life and I said, I want to help people directly. And from there I moved and transitioned into the world of entrepreneurship. Now, when you were in the corporate world, were you doing any coaching there? I know you were kind of rising up the ranks, but did you have an opportunity to mentor and coach people in the corporate setting? Oh, yes. Uh, the best part of uh, corporate world was that I was able to connect with people, whether they worked in the manufacturing side or whether I was connecting with executives in C-suite and Surprisingly, I did not know that I was coaching, but people would come to me with their problems and I solved their problems. And also I was fortunate to have been part of that era where we even did pilot coaching program and established it and was involved in a lot of uh, mentoring stuff. And it was great because people are people, people don't change. Now, when you started your coaching practice, were you coaching people in person um, or was this always virtual or it's a combination? Oh, uh, so when I started out, I was very fortunate to have coached people across 90 countries. 
So that portion was virtual, but at the same token, I had the fortune to coach people in person. So it has been a combination of both always. And is that the way your practice is now? You do both in person and virtual? Yes, sir. Now, um, when did you kind of develop this, uh, your five tenets of uh, success? How did that come about? How did that come about is as you grow personally and as you grow your business, then you learn that you want to work with people, especially when you're an entrepreneur, you want to work with people who are like-minded and how do you figure out who do you want to work with? And for that, it's really crucial to have your core values. And as I was growing into my business, I, the first thing in my couple of years, what I did was I defined my core values because I was finding that my business was just going anywhere, everywhere. I was making decisions that I regretted later on. And then as I dug deeper and deeper, I realized that I was not being true to myself. And when I was not true to myself, then I was not happy. And the whole idea is that, you know, I transition into this realm to be true to myself and to help people to the best of my ability. And I could do that if I had solid core values and principles guiding me and that were my compass and that made it very easy to develop my decision. So that's how it came about. And can you share some of them? Yes, absolutely. So one of the tenets is service, service leadership, having a servant heart. And when I say being a servant heart does not mean being a doormat. It does not mean that you go and just serve somebody. But it comes from a place that each and every one of us is connected by the same desire, by the common thread of humanity, where everybody wants to be happy. Everybody wants to be free from suffering. Nobody wants to be separated from joy. So by that token, it's possible that the place somebody else is in, that they may not be doing as well as you are doing, or they may be in a place where they don't know what they're doing. So you are there just serving and supporting them as a leader, because as a leader, you can see others' perspective. So that's one of the tenets is having a servant leader's heart. The second is cooperation, collaboration, and not competition. Mm -hmm. Because the studies have been done that humans are wired to cooperate. There are distinct pathways in brain that are wired, and that's the reason when we do good for somebody else, we feel good. So why compete? There is enough for everyone because nobody's going to bring your experience. So why not collaborate? Because I sincerely believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. The third is mindfulness works everywhere. And when I talk about mindfulness, there are several different definitions out there. I'm going to share my definition. And my definition is making an effort, making a deliberate decision, a choice to live in the present 
such that you can enjoy life. Because think about it. You know, yes, past is there. We can delve on it. We can carry the baggages. And yet, if we live in the present, the present is going to become the future. So why not dance in the moment? Why not really live life and enjoy it? And uh, when we do that, you can only dance when there is no judgment. Now, if you sit and start judging people, oh, she did not do this for me, he did not do that. It doesn't work. Because then you're caught up in that thought. Versus if you are joyful, as we talked again initially, you're going to pass on that joy to somebody. And when you're radiating love and joy, Let's say even if somebody is upset and angry, it's going to mellow them down. The next is building relationships that matter. So as I mentioned for servant leadership, this again goes back to relationships. So it's not about building relationships with anyone, everyone, where it's like, you know, you give 90% of the time and the person in front of you does not give you back anything and they are putting you down. So it's really important to have that relationship with yourself. First, knowing yourself, having core principles. And for example, I'll just share a story. Like, you know, somebody approached me and said, hey, Divya, you know, let's uh, do business together. And the sweet lady just wanted to make money. There was nothing about impact that and she was very very deliberate about what to give back to the clients that we were going to bring in just very very calculated and because i had my principles i just said that your model is great but we are not the right fit right it becomes obvious right yeah and that's the whole reason to have those core values because you know life becomes much simpler and the last is own it it's i say night yourself and when i say night yourself it goes back to a story when i was uh, in middle school and i was a soldier who was to be knighted by the queen in the play and i went home and i was asking my dad that how come Queen has the power to knight me or knight the soldier and make that soldier from a soldier to a knight and soldier becomes a sir or I was playing the part of a guy and my dad said, no, that's not the only case. You have the power too. So I say, own your power. Take responsibility, take charge. I know we cannot control a lot of things and yet there are things that we can control. Just like I talked about building relationships who you connect with, who you are working with. Now, um, when you're working with leaders and they want, um, you know, to kind of be influential, they want to make their mark. Is it hard for them to kind of own that? Or do they feel like a fraud sometimes that they, they don't, they're not a leader enough or they, they, they have some insecurity around that. Do you, do you have to do some coaching around uh, letting them know it's okay for them to lean in and take ownership and that they do have enough in order to be successful? 
You captured it beautifully, yes. Uh, there are several times, there are some people, and all of us have doubts, let's face it, because, you know, every one of us has received messages from someone in our lives that we are not enough. Every one of us is questioned by the standards of the society. So most of us have doubts, and folks who don't have any doubts, kudos to you, great living. And for folks who have doubts, it's okay because that's part of being human. And you're absolutely right. You know, there are several leaders because a lot of leaders will set really high standards for themselves. And they think that if they fail, they cannot be a leader or they cannot be a true influencer. But the key thing is that vulnerability and courage is a huge part, as Brené Brown says. I'm a big fan of Brené Brown and when you're vulnerable and when you're sharing with people that, you know, I've failed or this thing did not work out, but rather than seeing it as a failure, it's a breeding ground for learning. And from this breeding ground of learning is going to cultivate a tree that's going to be the future of tomorrow. So when you come from that place, much easier to own because then you're accepting your frailties and when you accept your frailties and that capability of making an error, you accept others. And when you accept others, meet them from a place of being a human, right? We all are human beings, but being a human is very, very hard. When we do that, we become influential. If you're just now joining us, you're listening to the Coach the Coach series on the Business Radio X Network, helping business coaches have more impact in less time. Brought to you by the Business Radio X Partner Program. To lock up your market and own your backyard, mybrxstudio.com. Lee, this is the favorite part of the series for me. You know why, right? Why is that? Because we get to talk about me. All right. Okay, so Divya, I'm going to get some um, practical direct counsel from you if I if I can. I'm not out in the open market providing coaches services, coaching services, but here in the Business Radio X system, we have studio partners and I do believe I play a bit of a coaching role there. And one of the things that I'm working through struggling with identifying uh, and trying to figure out how to best help my internal coaching clients is this idea of focus. Um, and I think one of the reasons that I see it so well is because I think I'm a, I'm very susceptible to, you know, the, the, the bouncing shiny ball, but I do find myself over and over and in, in talking with our studio partners um, it just seems like maybe they're losing focus and there's just so much cool stuff to do in our business and they get running down these paths. And I wondered if you had any counsel you might offer me to help keep myself in check or tactics to help some of my internal clients maybe uh, recenter themselves and become uh, better at, at, at focus. Absolutely. Great question. And you're absolutely right that so many new shiny toys that each and every one of us kind of gets distracted by so much noise and the information that's out there. So what I would recommend in form of a tactic is that for every quarter, just have one goal. So this is what I do 
with my clients as well as for myself, I create one big overarching goal for the year or at the maximum, just two big goals that I want to achieve. And then what I do is I break them down quarterly, monthly, and have a measurement index where you have the milestones. And what you're doing is that one of the things I would also recommend is having an accountability partner. So as you have created mm. milestones and now if you don't achieve it, you know that you have not been able to achieve it. It's very clear on the paper, on an Excel spreadsheet, on Trello, on Slackboard, whatever you want to use on your, in your journal. And now sit and evaluate that what was the reason you were not able to achieve that milestone and wherever you have been distracted, you'll be able to find. So I have found that measurement matrix data speaks for itself. I hope that helps you. And we can, I don't know if we have time, I can go in more details. Not sure how much time we have left. Well, um, we have a little bit of time left, but before we wrap, I'd like you to share. Uh, that was good advice for Stone. It certainly but, was. Thank you. Uh, do you have any actionable pieces of advice for a new coach, somebody who's just getting into coaching and maybe doesn't, um, you know, hasn't been along the path as long as you? Uh, do you have any advice that you can share that will, you know, help accelerate their success? Absolutely. I will say, you know, for sit down and write down your top three to five core values. What is it that makes you, what is it that really makes you happy and brings that joy in your life? And let those core values be your driving compass. And you'll find that, that decisions are so much easier. You're not thinking whether I want to go for this shiny toy, whether I want to work with this person, or whether I want to start on this next venture. You gotta, you gotta really understand what your true north is, so that um, if you don't aim correctly, you're gonna miss your target, right? Exactly, and uh, it's almost like very quickly. I'll share a story. Is uh, like you know, if you're in an airplane, and even if you miss by one degree, so let's say if you are headed to San Francisco, and if you are like. A, Moving that by just one degree, you'll probably end up in L.A. or in Oregon. So similarly, if you miss the mark every single day in buy it for a value, we will miss a true north and a true joy and true success because you'll not be successful because you're not showing up as yourself and you'll not be able to play full out. That is good advice. Thank you so much for sharing your story today. If somebody wanted to learn more or maybe go, you're doing workshops, you're doing all kinds of stuff all over the place, right? You're speaking, you're doing coaching. Um, if, if they want to learn more and kind of plug into your network and be one of those relationships that matter, um, where should they go? Do you have a website? Yes, I do have a website and I'm here to serve you. First of all, I would love to thank you and Stone for having me on your show and thank you listeners for joining us because without you, no show is possible. You can connect with me at www.diviaparek.com and Lee, if you will spell it, that'll be great because I do have an accent and I, I hadn't noticed, but I will spell it. It's D I V Y A P A R E K H.com. Divya, thank you again for sharing your story. It is so important for coaches out there to understand the journey 
that other coaches have gone through and uh, appreciate you sharing your advice and, um, and your journey uh, with the other coaches. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This is Lee Cantor. We will see you all next time on Coach the Coach Radio.